Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels, episode 53. I am your host, Rafe Houston, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. She is one of the entrants in the Juice is Worth the Squeeze heavyweight title tournament for Deathmatch Down Under. Can I welcome Rochelle Rogue? How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I'm keen to talk about my first ever interstate booking in Deathmatch Down Under, which is I'm really keen for and which is really awesome and I can't can't wait and I'm keen to talk about it. <laughs> That's great, man. So uh, I didn't actually know that, so we'll just, just kick straight into it. So you're not based in Melbourne? No, I'm not. I am based in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. So um, I take a, look, a lot of bookings in Sydney, um, even though I'm actually based in Newcastle. Um, Working towards debuting for the House of Free Fighting in Nui Pro, which is a like a long term goal I have, because um, I train at the Hoos now. Um, but yeah, I wrestle mainly at FWA, which is my main company at the moment. Oh, great! That's awesome. And how long have you been wrestling for now? Oh, I debuted in twenty nineteen, so what three years? Yeah, wow. Or so. Okay, well, and this I've been must be pretty exciting. <laughs> oh, it's um. Nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I imagine between like you were mentioning, like balancing everything, education, and all that kind of stuff, as as well as this uh, burgeoning wrestling career, it must be a uh, kind of a lot of work. Oh, it is like between balancing uni, work, family life, personal like just personal life with friends and stuff like that, and then wrestling on top of it. It is gets very um very crowded re- really quickly, and it's just like ah life. <laughs> <laughs> wearing you down it's it's great but like you know i i love the grind i love being busy it gives me stuff to do and it makes me feel uh makes me feel accomplished and makes me feel like i'm doing something so yeah, well, that, yeah. that's awesome I, hate- I think whenever you're like really passionate about something like wrestling or anything like that that's the part that doesn't feel like work right and when yeah. that encompasses stuff like fitness and goals and traveling and things like that then all that grindy stuff at least is part of the process exactly like and that's the way i think about it like with work it allows me to be able to afford to do wrestling and pay for training and pay for fuel to get to sydney and stuff like that um and then education gives me kind of a something to fall back on you know like i have my plan is to go into secondary education um majoring in history but you know, the main dream is to become a like a professional a professional wrestler, like getting paid to do what I do, like what I do, and wrestlers like all the time, and that being my main career. Yeah, which is something that I would love to do. Absolutely, and I mean, when you're starting out on on such a tear at so young, you know, now's the time to kind of strive for those dreams. It's really cool to hear that you you know you're you're creating that you know foundation for yourself. But there's no reason why you can't you know, churn into something like that and see where it takes you, you know? Yeah. Exactly. 100%. So, so you talked about history. So let's talk about wrestling history. How do you first fall in love with wrestling? Okay. So wrestling has been in my, like, has been in my family the entire, like, for ages. Um, like, I grew up watching wrestling. Um, pretty sure from what my mum was saying, one of, like, my, not my grandfather, but my great-grandfather was actually a referee. Oh, wow. Um, in his later years, which was, like, 
pretty sick. Yeah, um, that if I is. say so myself. You know what I've but, wanted um, to do? Wrestle my entire like be a wrestling wrestler. Oh, that's a tongue twister. A wrestling referee for my entire life. So at 60, I'm going to start doing it or whatever it may be, right? No, hell yeah. I believe in you. You've got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about me. <laughs> I'm just saying that mindset would be crazy, you know, but, but pretty awesome. That's okay. No, you never know. Mm-hmm. You could still do it. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's it. well he did, so that's pretty awesome. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's sick. I would think that's amazing Mm -hmm. but um yeah like um i grew up watching wrestling um you know i (laughs) was one of the girls that was friends with all the boys because i was a wrestling nerd and i had all the books and i would i had dvds and we would all watch the movies and watch the dvds and all the girls got mad at me because i was friends with the boys because wrestling yeah yeah. (laughs) and you're like i don't really care about the boys i just kind of want to to watch wrestling (laughs) exactly like let me crush on zach Ryder and play in peace please like (laughs) zach Ryder. (laughs) oh no that this really is now now revealing our age gap quite significantly so (laughs) so so was he like your first favorite who were some of your first favorites okay so zach Ryder was my is and always will be my first ever wrestling crush, like, okay. to the day I die, that is, I will admit that proudly. Amazing. Because he was awesome, and, like, I fangirled hard. If you can't, like, from my original wrestling gear, mm-hmm. I had the one short leg, one long leg, which yeah. I actually, which came from him and he, one of, like, with his um wrestling gear, mm-hmm. um, because I'm a mark. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're maybe um, maybe the biggest slash maybe only Zack Ryder fan I've ever met, to be honest. So this is very okay. exciting. I, I will be a Zack Ryder fan to the day I die, and I don't care what anyone says. Hey, hey I have no problem with it. I did an episode recently based around, you know, that impact crossover that happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did it with, um, I'm mind-blanking on the name now, but I did it with my friend Travis, and we were talking about yeah. it, and Matt Cardona was on there, Zack Ryder, and he was versing Brian Myers, um, and... They, they had this thing. And I sent my friend a flurry of angry texts going, Zack Ryder makes me so mad because he's so handsome and so skilled and so perfect, <laughs> but they never do anything with him and it bores the hell out of me, you know? Like, so Tell me about it. I see the potential so all day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And in that one, I was like, have a heel turn, give him something. And then it's just like, he just is <laughs> the good guy and it's boring and yeah, it kills me. But he... He's like a really hardworking guy, so I can definitely like yeah. see the appeal, and also obviously super handsome, so that doesn't hurt. Exactly, at all, like know? I admire him for his work ethic, and I admire him because like he's attractive. Like yeah. we can't, we can't not say that. Like <laughs> if you're saying that, you're blind. The dude, the dude's a hunk. So the yeah. the other cool thing <laughs> as well that's really uh, kind of amazing about him is his hustle, you know? Like, people can say what they yeah. want about it. he was just in WWE for ages and blah, 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 and just part of the furniture and stuff. He got himself there, you know what I mean? Through yeah. the internet and through... He was, like, the first guy that was really out there, like, grinding and made a place for himself. That may have kind of hurt him in, like, a, I guess, a creative in the long run. Maybe they sort of resented that he sort of booked himself into the company, you know? But uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty crazy when you think about his entire journey. Yeah, no, like, I think it's insane. I think it's funny in some aspects. But, like, you know, 
he took opportunities and he ran with it and that's one thing that is so ingrained in WWE. They admire people that take the opportunities they're given and they run with it, mm-hmm. you know, and that is something that almost every wrestler should be able to do is whatever opportunity, whatever, like, <laughs> gimmick, anything that you get given, you take it, you run with it and make what you can out of it. Make it work. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. That, that's, that's the attitude you need to have and it's why... Why I, I guess I gravitate towards wrestling, why I cover it, why I watch it and stuff, because the, the product itself is something really interesting, right? But what yeah. what goes on behind it, what it takes in a person like yourself to do it, like the level of skill set, the grind that it takes, you know, is amazing to me. Like it's it's such a unique and individual talent where you're kind of like a you're a, you're a sports person, you're a and a stunt person, an actor, an improv artist. You kind of do all these amazing things and like a self-made business person. You're doing your own merch. You're doing all this stuff. And it's really, it's something I admire a lot, which is why I like to, you know, speak to people like yourself and shine a light on it because I'm like, anybody can be interested in what you guys do because it's crazy and kind of, and pretty amazing, you know? So where did you, where did you go from like, watching it and being a fan and stuff to deciding I would like to try this. Okay, so I was 16 and a half Mm -hmm. um, and we started going to a few shows, like independent local shows because my parents won tickets Mm -hmm. um, and we ended up going to the show, really enjoying it and kept on going. Um, So I went to a tryout at Suplex Professional Wrestling Mm -hmm. and I eventually got in I trained there for about 18 months got on shows but then realized that if I wanted to be better I had to move on and then now I'm at the house of refining and I'm training there and um yeah like I am getting better every day like getting better and better and that's what I want to be I want to be the best that I can be and I want to see the payoff I don't want to just wrestle for like one company and be at a certain level and not go anywhere from it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And did you find yourself, like, drawn um, to, like, the physicality of it? Because when I I looked up some of your matches on YouTube and stuff, and I thought they were, like, quite hard-hitting and, like, uh, you you, you really went in, you know? So is that something that that took you aback at first or were you, like, immediately responded to it? Um, So I've been involved in contact sports my entire life as well. Um, I did NRL for four years in high school. So you were like, whatever, this is nothing. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, So when I was training with any guys or anything like that, they were really afraid to hit me. And I'm like, do I have to hit you for you to hit me? And that was my whole thing. Like Mm -hmm. um, at Suplex, I was the only girl for a very long time and Mm -hmm. they were too afraid to hit me because I was a girl. And I'm like... I've literally been hit harder from girls shorter and smaller than you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I'm not afraid to be hit. Yeah. You know, like, that's my whole thing. Um, I'm very big in intergender matches. Like, I I love to be seen as an equal to yeah. mm-hmm. any male in the, like, in the industry because, Absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I've been trained the exact same way I... You know, I work just as hard and I'm not going to um, put myself down just because I'm a woman. Like, 
and and in I a can't. and in a sport where uh, like weight divisions and stuff don't really exist, they call it a heavyweight championship, but I'm sure they're not weighing everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what what makes you any less qualified in your skills than? than the other guy across the ring. You know what I mean? It's all about training and it's all about skill set and you may have the right skill set to be able to beat that guy no matter what it takes, you know? So, yeah, exactly. I think that's awesome. And you're in the right uh, promotion for it because Deathmatch Down Under is all about it. I, I, like, as soon as Deathmatch Down Under kind of became a thing, Mm -hmm. um, I was very interested in it, like, um, one of my really good friends, Kid Valiant, mm-hmm. he, he's booked on the shows and I've known him for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've talked to him about it. I've talked to Charlie Rose about it, who was another friend that I've known for years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I love just the um, the overall, overall vibe and aura that Deathmatch gives. Like, it is interesting. It is different. It is inclusive. Like... You know, it's inclusive and it, like, with the whole speaking out movement, mm-hmm. um, you know, they actually, like, listen to people and listen to their stories and if they don't feel comfortable with a certain person, they will actually figure out a way, whether that be if not book a certain person, you know, they are very accommodating, mm. which I love and appreciate so much. Well, they're one of the only companies in the world, really, to be like on the forefront of that stuff, making all those policies yeah. very known for everybody and being very active in it. Like I, I've, uh, I've commended them before on it and I feel like everybody should because they're making everybody feel inclusive like into the point yeah. where like a girl from Sydney like yourself is stepping into like a heavyweight title tournament like in the first yeah. round. How amazing is that, right? Oh, it is phenomenal. It is scary. It is awesome and it's like nerve-wracking as well because <laughs> it's like – in my head, I'm like, I've only been wrestling for a few years. Like, I'm a nobody. I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Scared. And I'm going up against, like, Richie Taylor, who was, I would say, one of the best wrestlers mm. Shelley has to offer. Yeah. I'm in a tournament where they have Charlie Evans, someone who has literally made a career in Japan, in the UK, in wrestling, like, Caveman Ugg, who is a really big name. There are so many big names in this tournament and I just feel like a, like such a little fish and it's like, oh my God, it, it's insane to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I honestly cannot believe it that it's like, oh my God, they like the bookers like Jay, Joel, Aaron, all of that actually believe that I'm on a similar wavelength to the rest of the people in this tournament. And it's, it's like I, I don't know how to how to. It's feel. amazing. It's like, well, I mean, it's it's amazing, <laughs> and it, and it really speaks to your work ethic and like the work that you've put in because they're not putting just anybody in, you know. So yeah. they they've they've selected you for the hard work that you've done. I think that's something really to be proud of. How did that yeah. conversation go about? Did they reach out to you? They reached out to me. So Joel messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, look." Because well, actually, like it first started with um a few shows back and. Joel had messaged me. He's like, hey, look, are you free this weekend? Because someone had pulled out or something along those lines. And I actually ended up having work. And I'm like, oh, I like, you know, I can't pull out of this shift. I'm a broke uni student. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I need the money. Yeah, yeah. As much as I'd like to come, there's responsibilities. (laughs) Exactly. But then a few weeks later, he's like, hey, look, I'm going to give you a few months notice this time. We've got a tournament for a heavyweight champion, like a championship tournament, you know, 
we would love for you to come down. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. No questions asked. Yeah. I was. I'll make it happen. Yeah, I was ready, and I was like, "Let's go!" Yeah. <laughs> that that's amazing. And what a way to enter as well. Like, what a made a way to make your debut. Uh, like you said, you're you're against Richie Taylor, easily one of the best in Australia, and you guys get to really show out. And I mean, you could upset him. What happens then? You know what I mean? What happens if you oh. go all the way? Like, I know, but like, even if like, even if I do don't make it all the way, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to make Richie fight for it. Yeah, make an impact like, and uh, exactly. and make people know your name by the by the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not gonna just give away an opportunity. I'm going to make everyone work for it, whether I make it to the whether I make it to the last round or if I don't even make it past the first round. I'm going to make a statement, I'm going to make everyone work hard. I'm going to be pushed to my limits and I'm going to push everyone else to their limits. Absolutely. You know? like, and like, like if, you're, if you're focused on the end goal and you keep that, that in mind, who knows how far you can go, you know? Like yeah. are you standing there in the next round? Are you facing JXT? Are you facing Candy Lane? Do you end up facing Ugg? Yeah. You know I, mean? I would like- love to face Ugg. <laughs> I literally messaged him. Oh, um, really? I'm coming for you, like <laughs> And I was like, I'll see you in the third round. Oh, that's amazing. And did you just get like a message back that just said, Ugg, and that's all, uh, all it says in the <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So <laughs> you just got like a smoke signal back or something, and you're like, okay, then I don't know why I bothered sending a text. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ugg's amazing. I I met him at my first ever PWA show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was the Rumble. Um that was a big scary moment for me because I'm like, ah, the whole, like, I'm a little fish. Yeah. I'm the only non-PWA, non-Nui Pro who isn't, like, hasn't been affiliated with PWA before, like, kind of thing. And it's like, ah, I'm the first person like that in this rumble, mm-hmm. like, excluding um, punk, Punch Drunk Istria. Yeah. I, that was a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Um, and Rat Daddy and stuff like that. But yeah. everyone else was a was a PWA or a Nui Pro guy. Yeah. Even though I train at the Hoos, I haven't made my a debut at Nui Pro or anything like that. So realistically, even though I train there, I'm not a Nui Pro guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just me. Yeah. And being able to make it onto PWA and meeting Ugg was amazing. And he is the like, he is so sweet, and I adore hanging out with him. Um, you know, he even said to me um, that we've got to go and catch up, and I'm like, a pirate and a, a caveman walk into a bar. And then he responds, and the bar runs out of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> what a jokester that ungies. <laughs> oh, it was, it was beautiful. Like, I can't wait, and it's oh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> That's so good. I'm so excited for you, man. So, t- so tell me, like, uh, as you start to develop your training, uh, and as you start to develop your moveset and who Rochelle Rogue is, how do you approach that? Are there like influences that you um, that you're wanting to incorporate? Is it something that your trainers are instilling in you? How did how did you find your way into doing what you do now? Okay, so a lot of it was kind of like a lot of. Um self-searching in a way, um, trying to figure out what works best for me because when I first started, I was kind of being pushed into a direction being like a high flyer, you know, being that little person. Then I 
start training at the House of Free Fighting, and Adam Hoffman mm -hmm. says to me, why are you trying to do the little guy shit? You need to be doing the, like, you're a strong person. Start doing the stronger person stuff. Start doing a more hard-hitting type of, like, type of moveset. And when you're up against those people who are bigger than you, yeah, you can throw in some of that little little people stuff, but do not make it your whole moveset because it doesn't work for you, mm -hmm. especially when a lot of the people you will be versing will be your height or smaller. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, especially when it comes to female divisions and, like, you know, um, later on this year, there's a possibility I'm wrestling Kid Valiant, you know. Mm -hmm. um, We're not too sure what day just yet, um, but we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. <laughs> we've been wanting this to happen for years. Yeah, right. And it's finally, like, there is, like, we're planting seeds and we're hoping that it actually happens. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, he is, the, he is a high flyer. He does all that, like, that flippy stuff. Mm -hmm. And it would, wouldn't make any sense for me, oh, yes, let me do some flippy stuff too. Yeah. You know? So, I'm like, I go on the, like, of a wavelength of the kind of direction where it's like, well, that's not me. Yeah. I'll go with what I what I can do, which is I like to throw people around and I like to hit people. Yeah. You're like so... the hard-hitting <laughs> base and then he's like a high-flying you know, offense and grind him down that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is going to be a lot of fun. So I can't wait for that to actually happen when it does happen. Um, you know, we're, <laughs> we've been talking for years for wanting to do a hardcore match because we want to beat the shit out of each other. And, <laughs> great you know, friends. Great friends. As best friends do, you know. Like <laughs> it's just like uh, since I've known you, all I've really wanted to do is just smash you in the face with a light tube. <laughs> So Pretty right. much, yeah, like. yeah, like, he's cheating. He's got a mask. Shout out to Kid Valiant though. He's been great on the Deathmatch Down Under shows. I've really liked it. Oh. Um, yeah, I thought he was really entertaining. So, yeah. so yeah, exactly. Have you guys have known each other for ages? Ages, like mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, I met Kid Valiant or got to know Kid Valiant through Cora Pearson because mm -hmm. Corey and I are really good mates. Mm -hmm. And Corey came to New South Wales, and well, we hung out, and you know, I gave him a place to stay. Met. Corey, mm -hmm. not Corey, Kid Valiant, ah, words. <laughs> and it's um, a lot of identities in yeah. wrestling. It's hard to keep track uh, of. The, yeah. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> but you know, I've known him for nearly two years, eighteen months or so. Um, but you know, we've been there for each other. Like I've helped him through stuff. He's helped me through stuff. You know, um, I took on a role where it's like he, I consider him family. Yeah. You know, and I'm so proud of him for everything that he's doing. You know, he's such a good bloke and deserves the whole world. Like, I have nothing but good things to say about him. And his work ethic and, oh, I, I love him the bits. And he deserves absolutely everything that he's getting at the moment. Like, it, it's just awesome to see and I'm really proud of him. That's awesome. He's definitely one on my list that I want to talk to. So I have to get you to put me in touch with him at some point. It'd oh, 100%. Be, be nice, to, nice just, to have a chat to him. I'll just bully him and be like, you need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get the dynamic of your guys' relationship and it doesn't sound like it's on the good end for Kid Valiant. So let, let's talk. <laughs> he, gives it, he gives it back to me though, so oh, it's fine. Yeah, I, I still think you're in charge. Um, so the you, you talk about a hardcore match. You're going to be working for a company named Deathmatch Down Under. What's your opinion on Deathmatches themselves? I think you mentioned Charlie Rose. She's done Deathmatches before. So how does yes. that all... All affect you? 
Okay, so I've always wanted to try a deathmatch. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think they're cool. Um, it definitely takes a different type of wrestler to do those types of matches. Like, it takes a lot more than just a typical wrestling match. You know, um, you're putting more than like it's <laughs> your life and then some on the line because it's so much more dangerous. As, like everything that is happening in the ring is so much more scary like you're using weapons you're you could like land wrong you could you know it is honestly super scary um but it's kind of cool and i love it and like it's it's awesome you know like mick foley is one of my favorite wrestlers and Mm -hmm. he did hardcore wrestling his pretty much his entire career Mm -hmm. you know um i I think it's cool and I love it and it is definitely something I would love to dabble in in the future, which is like, you know, most people don't want to book me in them because like I'm a 20-year-old female, you know, then not many people want to see someone like me go into a death match, you know, like the uber baby face who kind of looks like a kid, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't, they want, don't want to see that, but I'm like that's something I want to do. And if someone's going to give me that booking, which, you know, Kid Valiant and I have wanting to do this for ages and, you know, it's going to be awesome when we finally are able to do it. So exactly. And it's one of of those things as well that like, if you're passionate about it, if you're interested about it, if you're approaching it with the right way and with respect, then it can never really be a bad thing, you know, like, especially if it's with somebody you trust or like, like if it, you were to start with Joel, for instance, somebody that oh. is very experienced that would give you yeah. the platform, there's no reason you couldn't do it, do it safely and do it smartly because it's all about keeping your yeah. head on a swivel, I imagine, and like, you know, yeah. doing all that stuff. But it, but it's cool that you're open to it, you know, even if it never takes that journey. But I, I don't think anybody should pigeonhole you because of like your size or your look or your sex or anything yeah. like that because there could be an amazing story told there about the – the nice baby face that just gets pushed too far and it's like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I would love to, I would love to do a storyline like that because yeah. like, that is something that would be really fun for me because like, like outside of wrestling, I'm like that. Like I'm nice and I will, like I'm a nice person, but if I get pushed too far, I'm not someone to mess with, you know, like, I have a, I do have an attitude and I have a short temper and I bite back and I'm not afraid to have a go at someone if they push me too far, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I like they say, any uh, good wrestling persona is yourself turned up to 11. So if you're true to yourself and you show that integrity in what you're developing, that then becomes realistic, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. ha- how you would really handle it in real life, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, for one, think you should do whatever you want that said, though, if your parents ever listen to this, I'm not overly encouraging this and it wasn't my idea. So <laughs> <laughs> please do not destroy me, the rogue parents. I'm not, not <laughs> do they have any opinions on this stuff? Are they, um, how are they supporting your wrestling career and have they heard of this, uh-huh. uh, this dream that you have? Um, so my parents um, are part of the reason why I even started wrestling. Yeah. You know, my mm-hmm. dad was like, why not do it? If you don't get if you don't get into the school, you know how cool would it be to say that you even did it? Yeah. Like how cool would it be oh, to yeah. say you went to a wrestling tryout? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, my a lot, mom a lot the of same. fans, even if they wanted to do it, never do it. 
Like exactly, I, I'm in my late thirties now. I've never done it. It was never yeah. an option for me. I grew up in like a country town. It was so far away from a possibility yeah. that like I never could. Now yeah. I would, I I do one flat back. I would be dead. Like my my neck would fall <laughs> off, my body, my knees would snap backwards. I spent uh, <laughs> ten years in a metal band, windmilling with like dreadlocks. I I'm cooked. Like it could never happen. <laughs> so while you still have your like health about you and stuff, why not seek out what you want to do? You know, and you yeah. know pretty quick if it if it is or if it isn't. But but why leave that as a question? Like oh, I wish I tried that. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like both of my parents have been very supportive That's of amazing. it. Like, mm-hmm. my mum and dad, like, um, want to push me. Like, they want to see me do the best that I can be. And yeah. the long-term goals, they want to see me in WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor or something like that because they know how much I, like, love this and how much effort I want to put. Like, I still want to put into this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is... um. Yeah, like they they even said to me, Deathmatch Star Under is one of the biggest steps for you right now. Yeah. And you need to take that by the balls and put your everything into this. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, you're about to step into a he- the first heavyweight title tournament for a company that broadcasts worldwide. I know. You know what is. I mean? And that's your that's your <laughs> debut match. No, I'm not trying to add heaps of pressure to this right now, but like <laughs> That's an amazing step for you. You've been given an yeah. amazing opportunity, and if you take it as far as you can, you can only make an impact, you know? And so yeah. I, for one, am super excited to see the entire tournament and especially to see uh, how far you can go. And so when I did my tips, I have to admit, I did pick Richie. He's my boy, and he's very experienced. But <laughs> after meeting you, I can see the fire in your eyes, and he's going to have a road to climb, and there may just be an upset. That's all I can say. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. It's okay. I get it though. The beard gang, you know, it is beardy bias, as Jay put it. Look, you know, we boys, we click straight away. He's, you know, he's a pretty it's motivated, okay. dude. So you can tell it. But I didn't know you then, and now I do. <laughs> and now I'm a little bit scared of you. I think Kid Valiant is scared of you, and I think Richie <laughs> Taylor needs to be scared of you. Oh, a hundred percent, and like. I'm going to push Richie to his limits, and I hope he is ready for that. Like, yep. it's not just going to be an easy win for him. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm i there for a reason, mm-hmm. and I want, I want to get to the end goal as much as everyone else in that tournament. Yeah. So. Imagine that. Walk into, walk into the company. Two days later, you're the champion. Imagine that. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> get ready, world. Michelle Rogue is coming. So I've been playing a game with everybody that jumps on my podcast, and uh-huh. it's basically what wrestling are you feeling this week? So if, if somebody was like, hey, what are you feeling right now? Uh, what would you recommend? What match have you watched? Uh, a oh, wrestler? Okay. Whatever vibe you know that you're into and you've been vibing lately, what would you recommend? Oh, okay. Um, this is hard. I know, because I, I just put everybody on the spot. And I've been doing it for a while now, but nobody prepares for it. It's almost like they don't listen to my show. I don't know what's going on here, but yeah. Oh, this is, it's just, this is so hard because there are so many good matches. I know. Like, it's like me giving you my oh. Spotify playlist and I go, play your favourite song. And then you're like, I don't know what music is. Like, it just, <laughs> yeah, it just leaves. Literally. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. By the way, all-time favourite. Yep, that's great. Um, 
all-time favourite matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what year it is. I think it was 2007 from, a mem- from memory. Could be wrong. It was when Beth Phoenix was in the Men's Royal Rumble and eliminated Great Carly. Oh, yes. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> um, Beth Phoenix is amazing. Like, what my finisher is literally the glam slam. Great. I, I adore her and I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see, see that's, a per- that's a perfect example. So people would, like, rip on the Great Carly, right, because he's obviously... Not really much of a worker. He is an yeah. attraction, you know? And and Beth Phoenix, like, she worked really hard. It was one of the, the first, like, besides China to do intergender stuff in yeah. WWE. And she showed out, and then a young girl on the other side of the world was like, that was fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. That's killer, right? Exactly. Like, she, her and um, Natty, like Natalia, yeah, absolutely. are two big driving forces where it's like, and like China as well. And like, more so now, like with Steph Delanda getting mm. um, like signed by NXT, like by the um, NXT and like the um, training, like training center, the performance center, that's mm-hmm. the word. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is it called? Uh, what is English? Knows. Everybody knows, <laughs> that's fine. But, you know, like Steph Delanda, Rhea Ripley, mm. even Bianca Belair, like they were this driving force where it's like, okay, I don't need to just be a diva, you yeah. know? I don't exactly. have to be, like I don't have to be this particular look, you know? I can look muscular and I can look strong and not look tiny that exactly. makes sense. you can like, be whatever you want to be and though those exactly. wrestlers like when you talk about china when you talk about um beth phoenix and stuff they were wrestlers who pushed out of the box that was set on them in an era of like models you know and yeah. and that they fought and natalia yeah perfect example so and all of them pushed beyond that limit and created what you guys are all living now because there was this tiny little box you know that that the mainstream was pushing you into and all of you are just out here killing it and showing every single day that you can do absolutely anything that anybody else can do you know exactly and like that's what i love so much about like about them it's like they gave us this like like they gave us an opportunity and now we're we're living it and you know like it's amazing and you know, if I ever got the chance to meet them in person, the first thing I will ever say to them is thank you. Yeah. Because, you know, like, they gave me this belief that I could be a wrestler. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to look like, I didn't have to look a certain way. I could be the way I am, mm-hmm. yep. you know. Be whatever and makes you happy. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it's just a, a very sentimental thing. And yeah. that would be the first thing I would ever say to them is thank you. That's a that's amazing, Rochelle. Man, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation and I'll be rooting for you in the tournament. So tell oh, people where you. they find you on social media, yeah? So my Instagram is Rochelle Rogue Pro. Uh, Twitter is Rochelle Rogue PW. Um, and then my Facebook is just Rochelle Rogue Professional Wrestler. Awesome. Everybody, go out there, follow Rochelle, cheer on in the tournament. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, if you're in Melbourne or you can get to Melbourne, it is the juice is worth the squeeze from Deathmatch Down Under. We're talking night one on the 21st of May for the quarterfinals, then night two, the 22nd of May for the semi-preliminary uh, and finals. And who knows, on that second night, it may be Rochelle Rogue holding that belt up high as the very first 
deathmatch down under heavyweight champion. Mate, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. This was awesome. <laughs> that is great, man. So for Rochelle Rogue, for Faces and Feels, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Peace out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Faces and Feels. Check us out on social media, at Faces Feels Cast on Instagram, at Faces Feels Cast on Twitter, or send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com. Until then, peace out.